Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dakota Franson, and welcome to a special episode of Special to the Strange Radio Show. Yes, we are coming back to your regularly scheduled Friday night programming. But we're going to start off things a little different than how I usually do. This episode is going to touch upon some sens- some sensitive topics that are fueling the political climate that we see today. And why am I going to talk about this? Because this, this is a show about focusing on the supernatural. Well, this is stuff that needs to be talked about and a lot of the same factors that are playing into it also affect how we observe the unknown. That's going to be my logic for it, and plus, this is stuff that needs to be talked about. Also, tonight, I'm going to give you all updates, as some of you have asked, on uh, my classes that I'm going to be teaching on how to deal with the supernatural. The courses I'm putting together for it. I'm also going to reveal information about Project Fish. Fish is an anagram. I'll explain more later. As well as talk to you all a bit about how this show is going to change moving forward. It's going to be for the better. It's going to hopefully make things look, sound cooler, it's going to hopefully bring about a better flow to the show, and maybe introduce a bit more discussion to each one of the topics we present. So I ask you to sit back, relax, and I do hope you enjoy this show. But again, I must reiterate, this show may talk about, this particular episode may talk about sensitive subjects, due to the political climate right now, and some of you will likely get offended. So, I encourage everyone to have an open, honest, and healthy discussion on all matters I discuss on this show. So please, before you start getting judgmental, before you start getting ready to crucify me like Kevin Hart at the freaking Oscars, hear me out, okay? That's all I gotta say. So sit back. You're gonna wanna hear this.
Now, what is the sensitive subject I want to talk about? Now that we're all back together. I want to discuss a few things about the current situation when it comes to the uh, sudden influx of mass shooter incidents. Before I say anything, there's a few statements I feel need to be need to be clarified. I do not believe that guns are necessarily the problem. Until the day comes that we have total AI integration to where our weapons can operate on their own like something out of a bad Terminator movie. Guns are not the issue here. I will also state that this is not a way for me to exploit the tragic losses that have happened due to the recent mass shooting events. This is not me trying to gain any political ground. This is me as someone who is trying to have a logical discussion. Now before some of you go to say, oh Dakota, you don't know what it's like to lose someone to gun violence. I do. I've lost several people to gun violence. I've lost my own fiance. Wasn't to a gun, but it was to someone that had the notion to take someone else's life. I have buried my friends who were gunned down by their rapist. I, my 21st birthday, a friend of mine took a shotgun blast to the face. It wasn't a shooting incident, it was more of a someone cleaning their gun and not unloading it beforehand. Nevertheless, before any of you try to discredit me, saying that I don't know what it's like, yeah, I do. I do know what it's like to lose someone in that fashion. The denial, the sadness, the grief, I've been there. More times than I like to admit, to be honest. So I get where you're coming from. Something needs to be done about these things. But simply taking away the tools isn't going to get the job done. Let me explain. 
what a lot of people don't realize is the kind of mentality it takes to be able to, to excuse me the mentality it takes to take another's life essentially the shooter, the assailant, whatever you want to label him. The type of mentality is one of us versus them. that they are something less than human. In some cases, the assailant is someone who is on the other end of it. They're going through life situations. They've been through situations to where it made them feel insignificant. And lashing out like that was their only way to gain control. But when it comes to this type of mentality, a gun is only a tool. Those of you pushing for gun control, I want you to do a little bit of research. Observe what's going on within the UK right now. Alright? A lot of regions to where the only way you can get a gun is if you're in the military. Active duty military. It's a generalization, yes. But it serves its purpose. What is going on in the UK right now? What do we see going on? We see rallies because people are knifing each other. People are stabbing each other. We see rallies in situations to where people are being asked to throw away their knives. Because guns are hard to acquire over there. And yes, you can just say, well, Dakota, that's their way of dealing with this. Yeah, it is. And I understand. These types of situations should not happen. They shouldn't have to happen. We shouldn't have to go about our day worrying that someone's lurking around every corner. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Like I said before, I've been on the receiving end of that phone call that someone you care about isn't coming home if they are you're not going to be able to see them for a bit and I'll be honest 
Some of you who have read my book already know this. I've been in situations where it was do or die. Where it came, it was starting to come down to where if I didn't fight back and be willing to almost take someone's life, that person was getting ready to take my life. I've been in this situation, so I'm going to be the last person that you're going to be able to come to in order to suggest that guns should be taken away from people. And perhaps on paper the idea of making guns harder to reach to the public citizens sounds good. But you're also taking... Let me rephrase. But that logic is the same as a parent taking away a child's toy. Yeah, maybe for some kids, they'll eventually cool off, the parent gives them back the toy, and all's well and good, but what about those kids who've been constantly abused? Those kids whose head are permanently screwed up because their parents use drugs around them when they were young and as well as while the mother was still pregnant with them. What about those kids who see their parents beat the crap out of each other on a daily basis? It's not going to get them to settle right away. They might try to look for something else and they might try to take it out on the kid that they blame for their toy getting taken away. And that's exactly what we're seeing in these adult situations. And I've heard a lot of people try to say, oh my god, all these shooters that are on the news needs to stop spreading about all these shooters, blah 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 blah, it's making more shooters come out. Like, no. No, it's not. Whenever someone has the mentality to commit a violent act, nine times out of ten, it is not a spur-of-the-moment situation. This is an emotional build-up for them. And it could just be little things. There's a lot of people who are uh, here that all these shooters, they had troubled home lives, they dealt with mental illness... And that's their basis for, you know, enhanced background checks. And you know what? It's, uh... And, and unfortunately, it's situ this is a situation where both sides are right. In some way. Because when someone has the thought to commit a violent act, that emotion's been building up for a while. Let's go look at some of the examples we're seeing in these young kids threatening to take guns to school and kill people. Like the uh, police body cam footage that's coming out of Florida. Where a woman, a mother of a 15 year old boy, is trying to plead with officers not to arrest him because he was talking about 
taking his father's gun to school and killing a minimum of seven people while he was in a video game chat room. Situations like this young boy are often brought up by the fact that there is some form of abuse going on in that kid's life. Perhaps they're getting bullied at school. Perhaps their parents are not as loving as they try to portray themselves. I don't know. Nobody's digging into the real situation. But anytime we see a bunch of kids start getting arrested for making shooting threats, it's pretty unanimous what's going on. Now some of them, yes, some of them are being brats because they just don't want to go to school or they got a test that day that they don't want to take. But most of them, they're trying to put the scare into the people that make them afraid each and every day. I'll be honest. There was points when I was in school where I thought about hurting people. So in a way, I sympathize with these kids. I know what it's like to be constantly picked on. And some of you might say, oh, Dakota, you're... Some of you who know my backstory, and I was like, oh, Dakota, what are you talking about? You're like freaking huge, dude. You can take them on. It's like, yeah, I can. But there's only so much that does. That's why I always hated when uh, people gave the advice, if you want people to respect you, find the biggest guy in the area and beat him up. Why did I hate it? <laughs> because I was the biggest. This isn't... Anyway, I know I'm kind of off track here, but what I'm trying to say is that this is a problem that has too many factors for one simple solution. A lot of NRA members propose that schools be armed up. We essentially put metal detectors and essentially turn high school school entrances into uh, airport security gates. There's also, they also preach about more efforts being put into to bettering mental health, to understanding mental health better and getting people the right sorts of treatments. Alright? This sounds good. But honestly, some of the kids I went to school with, just for example, Having a teacher with a gun might not have been a good idea because <laughs> I could already tell some of them were planning on shooting us. As far as turning high schools into airport securities, there's a lot of schools that won't even let kids have backpacks unless they were see through because they're stashing weapons, they're stashing alcohol. Like my kid sister. Her school has kind of a mesh backpack thing going. Instead of those flimsy ass plastic see-through ones. 
And perhaps on some level this is a good idea. Because a lot of these kids, yeah, they don't need to be drinking. They're already getting screwed enough and by how public education systems working out to where they can get away with drinking, having sex on the grounds. And unless they're participating in some sort of sporting event that makes that particular school money, they get treated like trash. They get treated like they're nobody. And as far as the public's reaction, we have got to stop listening to these celebrities. Because it has actually been well noted within psychology journals that whenever people are in a group setting and something happens, people tend to respond more to emotion than logic. When it comes to the loss, yes, I know, again, I'm going to reiterate, yes, I've been there. I've been to the point where I've wanted to personally beat somebody down because of how they talked about someone I just lost. I've been there. I've been through the grief. I've been through the anger. But this is, again, this is not a problem. This is going to be an easy fix. We are dealing with a conglomeration. I feel like there's a better word for this, but we're dealing with a conglomeration of several small issues piling up. Before someone finally breaks. And you may not really realize it, but consider this. Imagine being stuck in a small room, say like a prison cell. And the only sound you hear is the sound of water dripping. Be it from a sink that's in the room, leaky plumbing, hole in the roof, perhaps. The only sound you hear is water dripping. Now, first, it doesn't bother you. Bother you. You think, oh, okay, someone should probably fix that. And you'll probably be okay. Try to flag somebody down to get it fixed. But say it doesn't get fixed. There is no other sounds you can hear. Maybe the wind outside. Maybe a passing car every now and then. But the only consistent sound is that constant drip, 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 drip. Eventually, it's going to drive you a little crazy. And until someone gets that leak fixed, you're only going to get crazier and crazier.
unless something gets done to stop the noise. Now there's one-off situations where people are legitimately mentally disturbed for seemingly no reason at all. Just for some reason, there's something going on in their heads since birth that makes them capable of hurting others. They could have grown up in a good home, had no problems at school. In fact, they could be considered the brightest fucking kids in the school. And that's often what we see. People who have dealt with severe mental disturbances, whether they were born with it or if it was something that was acquired due to life events, they're often very intelligent. These people that are pulling off these events, they're not stupid. Far from it. And yeah, we can take some of the reactions of calling them a coward, chicken, a piece of shit, what have you. But it's not going to solve anything, people. Now going back to the NRA suggestions. Statistically speaking, the TSA has never stopped a terrorist attack. They have flagged a few people that may have caused problems because of certain liquids they had. or But statistically, all things considered, the only thing they really stopped is a, co is a couple stupid people who thought it was a good idea to carry a gun on a plane. And that's actually been something that's been going on here in my state of Idaho since, ever since uh, we allowed for permitless concealed carry. People forget that it may be legal in our state, but it's not legal everywhere else. The metal detectors are not going to stop anything. Because what if the school ends up with a cheaper model that doesn't penetrate clothes? What if the kid is smart enough to actually line tinfoil wherever they're stashing the weapon? That's enough to throw it off. And I've been through TSA screening t for pre-employment. I didn't get the job, obviously, but looking at how some of those radars and the sensors that basically look into your luggage to see if you have anything potentially hazardous, <laughs> I've seen Rorschach tests that make more sense. But then again, they also don't really give you any study guides before you take that test, so anyway. Um, so yeah, the extra security at schools is not going to do much, neither is uh, 
giving the teachers a gun. It's a solid option. And quite a, a few schools have started doing it. In fact, I have to applaud the school districts who are making hunter safety courses mandatory. Teaching these kids how to properly handle weapons. What to do if they ever find one. Now, these are the schools I have to applaud. They're taking a step in the right direction. Guns aren't going to go away. This is a situation where hopefully you never have to use one. But we can't limit the pop. We can't exactly eliminate the possibility. Now, as far as going into background checks, that's a stupid idea. Because there's only so much paper can actually tell you about a person. And there is a lot that you can't, you won't see in police reports. There are people serving time right now whose only crime was defending their home, defending their loved ones. And that's something we all should be able to do, right? Take care of the ones we love, help each other out. Well, first off, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to ever lose somebody again, like into these types of situations. But, I tend to find more comfort knowing that they, if they died, they died putting up a fight. They at least tried. They didn't give up. But that's just me. And here's the thing. What if person you're trying to flag down with all these background checks hasn't ever committed a crime before. First time for everything. And so many of these people that have actually committed these mass shootings, what the media hasn't told you is that the background checks that are already in place with a lot of some of the strictest gun areas with the strictest of gun laws, they flew right under the radar. Some of these shooters have been flagged by the FBI. And it still wasn't enough to stop it. Now, mental health. The idea is that these shooters have gone through traumatic life events and everything just piled up to make them commit these horrendous acts. This is something we do need to focus on, my friends. I think this is something we need, both sides can agree on. More needs to be done to study mental health. But the problem is, we also got to get rid of the stigma around seeking help. We've got to get rid of the ridicule that comes with people who are trying to make themselves better. We have got to make it to where people are actually going to therapy to get better, not just to have someone who will shut up and let them bitch. 
Because unfortunately, that's also a problem we're having. We have people who prefer to be in a life where they just want to bitch about every little inconvenience. We've got to change that mentality as well. Because unfortunately, that's the shit that fuels the fucking stereotypes. But another problem when it comes to mental health is that we're also going to need to add reform to health and welfare systems, child protective services, adoption agencies, and we might also have to have something planted in our systems or some sort of funky hats they make us wear. They constantly measure our body's reactions to certain stimuli within the environment. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be walking around with a whole bunch of crap attached to me just so they might find something. Now yes, there's... A Stuff like this already in works. There's RFID chips that people can get implanted into their skin, usually right around their wrist, that doctors can be able to scan should they ever end up in a situation where they're in the emergency room and all their contact information is right there. all of their medical history, allergies, stuff like that. It's not a bad idea. Because not everyone's always going to be in a situation where all that information is going to be readily on them. Perhaps they'll be, be able to make it to where that chip can also monitor like those uh, diagnostic tools they have for cars nowadays where you can just hook it up to your phone and it'll tell you in plain English what's wrong with your vehicle so you know what to tell the mechanics so you're less likely to get screwed over. We're probably going to need something like that too. We're also going to need teachers, parents, preachers, give a fuck there's a lot of people that just don't flat out give a fuck about the people in charge of their care we also need reform to health and welfare and child protective service systems better filtering for foster parents We also need to get rid of the cowardice when it comes to adopting teens. Because, yeah, teens are pains in the asses. I was probably no different. Shut up, Mom. (laughs) 
We need to be able to completely overhaul our society to eliminate the problems that are causing this emotional buildup. This is a whole nature versus nurture situation. If some of these people that committed these horrendous acts had the right influence in their life, maybe they wouldn't have done it. It's nearly impossible to know unless you figure out a way to travel to alternate timelines where you can figure it out. Or if uh, conspiracies are true and the specific camera that's allegedly hidden deep within the Vatican archives that allows you to take pictures of any place at any moment in time. Yeah, that's a whole nother episode though. But let's just say allegedly, allegedly, the very first photo they ever managed to take or one of the very first photos they ever managed to take with this device was of Christ during his crucifixion. And the alleged picture that came from that made the dude look a lot more like the uh, tan Arab that Christ would actually look, looked more like instead of the uh, white guy image that we see today. But anyway. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked again. I've heard a lot of people actually try to say that this is the consequence of God being taken out of our society. It's like, first off, some of you, these people that claim to be proud patriots, the founding fathers were trying to establish a complete separation of church and state a long time ago. It's not a very good idea. Because I can tell you, unfortunately, there's several people still today who allow their faith or use their faith as an excuse to harm others. And it's only a mask of what's really going on. feeding into all the already mentally disturbed. So what I'm trying to say is in regards to these, these situations, we need to stop relying on social media for how we respond to certain situations because social media tends to bring out the worst types of reactions when it comes to these types of events. Yes, it's perfectly okay to feel emotional, to feel like you want to do something about it. I encourage that, but make sure we get all the facts straight because all sides of this argument are only focusing on the facts that most benefit them. And I know I said earlier that this is affecting how research in the paranormal happens. <laughs> it's a lot like how when I tell people that Nearly all religious faiths only have a small portion of the full truth that's out there. I'm still backing up that 
their items from their religion may in fact are in fact real but they're arguing with me but they argue on the notions that don't perfectly match up with what they picture we as a society are not taking all things into consideration and the wrong people realize are realizing that the masses can easily be manipulated in times like these. But that's just my stance on the matter. That's why I always try to say, be kind to one another. If you're having like a bad day at work or something, or if you got a bad relationship going, Perhaps take some time to yourself. If you're in a situation where you are being abused, start finding your way out. There are, if you feel like you are going to commit suicide, or you have contemplation, you have thought of taking your own life, please reach out. If you're dealing with people that are harassing you to the point that you feel like you're going to be in a do or die situation. Reach out. There is help out there. And if you want a little bit of inspiration, feel free to read into my stories. Check out my new book, Dear Coda. The Letters You Wished You Had. It is available on Amazon, Smashwords, Barnes and Noble. It's available as ebook, paperback, hardcover. Currently working on getting it in, onto audiobook, but a few things have changed since the last time I did one of those, so it might be a bit before we see anything on that. Kindle users, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be giving away free, free Kindle copies of my new book. Those of you who use Nook, I'm going to see if I can't do the same thing for you as well. I'm going to be giving away free ebook copies of my new book. And like I said, for those of you who may be contemplating suicide, no matter where you are in the world, check out one of the very last pages of my new book. Because it includes a directory of international suicide hotlines. It doesn't cover every country, but we cover some good ground. If you want a little bit of inspiration about why you should reach out for help, just read my book. It's probably the most in-depth I have ever in-depth information about myself I have ever shared. All the stories in it are true. There's a few things that were admitted to protect the people involved, but nevertheless, all the important stuff is there. You are worth this fight. And if you feel like you're about to hurt somebody, take a breather, my friend. 
find something to help calm you down to where you can think straight. No one is worth hurting yourself or others for. And that's all I have to say on that matter. Stay tuned after this quick commercial break and we're going to talk about Project Fish and the upcoming classes that are coming together taught by yours truly to teach you all about the truth when it comes to the supernatural and I will reveal the topic for next week's episode stay tuned you're gonna to want to hear this welcome back I do offer my sincerest condolences for anyone listening who has dealt with the loss of a loved one due to gun violence. I do sincerely hope you understand my position on the matters. But nevertheless, let's move on. Tonight, I also wanted to announce that there is a new project called Project Fish. It is... How should I put this? Project Fish will also include the classes I discussed in earlier episodes and videos if you're watching this through my YouTube channel about spreading information about the genuine paranormal phenomenon and teaching the public how they can go into this type of research, be able to deal with any situations that come their way, and be able to hold their ground should something happen. This will include the courses I mentioned, as well as a brand new book. I chose to include the book in this, underneath this scope, because, well, someone very close and dear to me suggested it, and quite frankly, if you look at a lot of the ghost hunting and paranormal books that are out there, they don't exactly, they go more into the lore behind situations. There isn't a lot of how one reached those conclusions or where that information came from or how someone who may be dealing with a supernatural situation or wants to learn more about it, more than just the lore that's out there, there's not a lot of info on that. In fact, the books that look like they have tried to go this route are honestly done half-assed. So in order to combat this, I'm putting together this project known as Project Fish. Fish is actually an anagram in this case. And also that's kind of a pun when you really think about it, but anyway. Fish stands for Fransonian Investigation into the Paranormal... In, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Fransonian investigation into the supernatural handbook the book I mentioned earlier is going to be your ultimate guide for investigating and dealing with nearly every possible supernatural outcome you can think of it's going to deal delve into ghosts it's gonna deal delve into cryptozoology it's gonna deal with UFOs occasional conspiracy theory It's going to give you information, it's going to give you general 
rules to follow in order to keep your research solid. It's going to give you case studies and hopefully a lot more once it comes together. I don't want to announce too much more information until I have a bit more put together. For those of you interested in the classes I've mentioned in previous episodes and previous videos, the first class is almost ready. It's going to serve as an introductory course. Um, this first class is going to be, you can take it free of charge. It's going to be an introduction. It'll explain how the courses work, how the school program works, as well as provide information about ghosts, aliens, monsters like Bigfoot, Nessie. Basically, it's going to be an introduction course that's going to be a mere sampler of everything that's going to be offered through this program. It's going to probably take a while for all the necessary courses to come together. This program is being brought together from scratch, so it's going to take some while before it, it fully matures. Once I have more information, once more is ready, I will let you all know about it. So until then, that's all I have to say on those matters. I also wanted to disclose that next week you're going to want to tune in because we are going to de delve into the mystery behind the shadow person known as the Hat Man. Perhaps you have seen him. He is a shadow being that tends to be more pronounced than most. He is said to look like he is wearing a suit, a long overcoats, a wide brim hat, sometimes said to be carrying a suitcase or a pocket watch of some sort. Tends to hide his face, but those who have seen his face claim he either has deep red eyes or deep black eyes. Sometimes he appears with other shadow beings. It has also been said that on rare occasions, he will attack. And on quite a, even a few more occasions, some people who have claimed to see the Hat Man during a near-death experience claim he was trying to take their souls to hell. This episode will be explore what the Hat Man is. What does he want? Why does it seem like he's getting off on seeing people in some of their most miserable points in their life. Does he cause it? Or is he just some sicko that likes to watch? We're also going to talk about who the hell he is. I have decided to go through a new route in order to try to boost engagement, boost discussion on these matters. And some of the information that has come my way may provide the Hat Man's real name. And trust me, when you hear who it is, the story's about to get a whole lot stranger. So tune in next week, my friends.
I hope to see you there. Remember, be kind to one another. Help each other out. Those of you kids who are just barely getting back into school. Don't have too much fun with your last few days of summer. Don't give your teachers too much grief. Work hard. This is a point in your life that will go by faster than you realize, my, my young friends. So be sure to work hard, but don't be afraid to stop and smell the roses every now and then. This is Dakota Franson, and I'll see you next time.